need to stop doing the thing. I fucking hate that. <laughs> and I just did it again. Oh my god. I don't know okay. why I'm doing it all of a sudden. I do so, it. Or I go. <laughs> I sigh so much like when me and Mormon first got together. He'd be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Now he doesn't oh. even ask. Because I just sigh. Like, I don't know. It's like I'm just breathing. I'm it not does upset. Seem nothing. Like I sigh a lot too. But it always seems like it's in the dead quiet moment when like the guys already think that you're upset with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're just like and then like what's wrong i'm like i'm just fucking tired yeah no there's nothing wrong i just do that it just happens my lungs stopped working for a second i had to wake <laughs> it up yeah that's yeah that's <laughs> probably what's going on probably you ever catch yourself not breathing yes I have you that. ever laid down to go to sleep and then all of a sudden you're like <gasps> like because you <laughs> weren't breathing like and you're like whoa 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 and then all of a sudden now I'm thinking about it. And like your breath when can't be normal. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> when you're laying there and then you're like, okay, like breathe, breathe, breathe. <laughs> and then you start drifting off to sleep. And then all of a sudden you're like, <gasps> <laughs> that happens to me a lot. My like, thing is, uh, if I don't read to fall asleep, I will count. And for some reason, when I count, I'm like one, two three but then I have to start like making my breathing rhythmic with it and if I stop counting I stop breathing and I'm like this isn't working (laughs) so now I say the alphabet which even though it's like the same thing I don't have to be in sync as much I don't get it that's I don't count anything I literally when I'm laying there trying to sleep I just close my eyes and I just think or look I don't know at the blackness and like it's like I'm like going through space like I'm like trying to get (laughs) into the black wow like and then I go to sleep I don't know that that's intense I'll I can't do that if I'm laying in bed my brain is just going and going and going and it's either like what do I have to do tomorrow? What's coming up next week? What do I work? What's going on? Who's this? Who's that? And then it goes to, wow, I was such an idiot in high school. Oh my God. I can't believe I did that. What the fuck is wrong with me? And it just goes through that cycle. And then I don't fall asleep. That (laughs) happens. (laughs) That definitely happens. But it's like the last, like when I'm starting to get really, really tired, because I'll think all those thoughts, but I don't know when I, when I start to get really tired, it's like, I just focus on blanking out my mind and then I s- just stare into the void, I guess, until I just fall asleep. I don't think I've ever been able to stop my brain. I think it, it's on constantly and there's like two different cycles of it. So how I describe it to Matt is like, I have my ADH brain and then I have my regular brain. And so like one, it's just like all the damn time. And then the other one is the one that's like sitting here thinking like, oh, I should get up and go to the kitchen or I need to go to the bathroom or, hey, look, (laughs) there's a plant that needs water or something like that. But the whole time, the other brain is just so I have to occupy that brain with something in order to get it to shut the fuck up so that my other brain can just take over and just be normal that's why I like I'm constantly either listening to music or watching tv of some sort or just have something always going in the background to have that brain shut the fuck up so it's like focusing on two different things yeah that's it's intense it's crazy I can't even take me seriously on that one. 
<laughs> this is legend. <laughs> it's like a war cry. <laughs> I'm Sam. I'm Amy. So are you ready to talk about the St. Augustine Lighthouse? I do believe so. Okay. What do you think it's about? So I think that there is some creepy ass lover ghosts that got separated and one is in there just being like, oh, my man, he's out on the ocean and I need him so bad. (laughs) That's what I think it's about. All right. Good guess. (laughs) Good guess. All right. Um. So we are going to start with a little bit about the lighthouse and its foundation a little bit. There's a little bit of history too. Um, And then at the end, I'll talk about all the paranormal stuff and stories and where it kind of matches up with the history a little bit. I'm so excited. A little bit like a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) so the saint augustine lighthouse to date the saint augustine lighthouse uh which is located on anastasia island in florida is 147 years old damn it's the oldest lighthouse in america according to (laughs) ghostsandgravestones.com it's also they would know yeah, apparently. I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of like touristy, like ghost tour stuff for Anastasia Island. Oh, yeah. So. I'm sure they got rake in the bucks for it. Mm-hmm. It's probably a really big tourist thing. But they also say that it's the oldest brick building in the city of St. Augustine. And it is also the eighth tallest lighthouse in America. Okay. How tall is it? Girl, I don't know. I didn't put that in there. (laughs) I should have looked it up, okay? Okay. My bad. St. Augustine was the site of the first lighthouse established in Florida by the new American government in 1824. According to some archival records and maps, this official American lighthouse was placed on the site of an earlier watchtower built by the Spanish as early as the late 16th century. A map of St. Augustine made by Baptiza Boisio. Oh, yeah, that, that was really so wrong. good. <laughs> Baptista Bo- Bo- Boazio in 1589, <laughs> depicting Sir Francis Drake's attack on the city shows an early wooden watchtower near the Spanish structure, which was described as a beacon in Drake's account. So basically, they don't know if it was used as a lighthouse back then, but they think it was because beacons are lights and lighthouses are lighthouses. By 1737, Spanish authorities built a more permanent tower from Coquina, do you know what coquina is? Cocaine. <laughs> you said that so seriously. I was waiting for like a legitimate guess. <laughs> that is my legitimate guess. They huh? they built a lighthouse out of cocaine. Yeah, like okay. bricks of it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, if you want to know, mm-hmm. cocaine is not cocaine, unfortunately. <laughs> um. Google says that it is a type of sedimentary rock, specifically limestone, formed by the deposition and subsequent cementation of mineral or organic particles on the floor of oceans or other bodies of water at the Earth's surface. Um, so the coquina was taken from a nearby quarry on the island. Archival records are inconclusive as to whether the Spanish used the Coquina Tower as a lighthouse, but like I said before, it seems plausible uh, given the levels of maritime trade by that time. You know, it would have really helped if I looked up like what the fuck maritime trade was. 
don't, I don't know, know what that is. I want to Google it. Okay. Is it? I don't know. I bet you my guess is that maritime trade is when they were trading in a period of time without war. That's my guess. Maritime history is the study of human interaction. Wait, I don't want the history. I start reading before I know. Maritime. What the hell, Google? It says, what does the phrase maritime trade mean? Maritime transport is the shipment of goods and people by sea and other waterways. Port operations are a necessary tool to enable maritime trade between trading partners. That makes sense. Because I bet you it's like marine trade. That makes sense. I get it. Okay, so just disregard my (laughs) war talk. Okay. (laughs) So, cut that. Uh, (laughs) The structure was regularly referred to as a lighthouse in documents, like I said. Um, including ships logs and nautical charts dating to the British period beginning in 1763. So it seems like actually they don't know if the tower built in 1589 or the tower that was there in 1763 was a lighthouse. (laughs) They need to get their shit together. In 1783, the Spanish once again took control of St. Augustine And then again, the lighthouse was improved. According to staugustinelighthouse.org, John or Juan Andrew served as keeper until 1845. And the records are unclear as to who took over and served as lighthouse keeper from 1845 to 1849. John, and then, okay, so for these two people, they say, John, and then in parentheses, they wrote Juan Carrera. So I don't know if his name was actually Juan and someone Americanized his name to John. That's what I'm thinking. Or okay. maybe he Americanized his name because he Yeah, this to. was back in the 1800s. So maybe. Yeah, so maybe he was trying to fit in. Yeah, but it says John Juan Carrera served as keeper from 1849 until his death in 1853. Robert Mickler then served temporarily for six months before Juan Andrew's cousin Joseph, and then they have Joseph in parentheses next to it says Jose Andrew. Mm. So I think they just Americanized their names. Which is kind of bullshit. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, so Joseph Jose Andrew took over light keeping duties in 1854. It's during Joseph's term as lighthouse keeper when he and his wife decided that they needed to build a new lighthouse because the one they worked in currently was becoming unstable. Ooh, that's scary. Yep. Joseph attended the lighthouse until tragedy struck when the scaffolding from which he was painting the tower failed the december 10th 1859 edition of the saint augustine examiner says that joseph first struck the roof of the oil room about 30 feet below whence he glanced off and struck the stone wall which encloses the lighthouse and thence to the ground killing him instantly that does not sound very fun it's like a uh pinball yeah it sounds really sad and painful and i hope he died instantly i hope so early lamps in the first tower burned lard oil multiple lamps with silver reflectors were replaced by a fourth order fresnel lens and i forgot to add what that is and i forgot so amy googled it and fresnel lens Succession of concentric rings, each consisting of an element of a simple lens assembled in proper relationship on a flat surface to provide a short focal length. So pretty much 
It makes a narrow beam and they look really pretty. It's like Ooh. the thumbprints. You know how it makes little circles? Oh, yeah. Like that's a print option. It looks like giant thumbprints on the glass. Oh, that's really pretty. I'm going to have to Google that afterwards. <laughs> the Fresnel lens was placed in 1855, and it greatly improved the lighthouse's range, and it eliminated some maintenance issues. At the beginning of the Civil War, future mayor Paul Arnau, a local Menorcan, which is a town in Spain, Menorca, uh, harbor master, along with the now lightkeeper Maria Mestre de los Dolores Andrew, who in this role became the first Hispanic American woman to serve in the Coast Guard. Just mm, a fun fact. That was pretty cool. Yeah, she was um, Joseph Andrew's wife. And Joseph Andrew was who fell and died off the tower there sad times yeah so she took over as the lighthouse keeper and so because she did that she was the first hispanic american woman to serve in the coast guard mm-hmm. like so, her now don't love her later <laughs> so i was on track kind of for the lovers thing because I mean, you know, yeah, I guess. her husband died and she's stuck around. She's all sad and mopey and he just, there's no way he's coming back. Well, I mean, dun, not dun. on this plane. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> in the afterlife. <laughs> so remember how I said you like, like her now, don't like her later. Mm-hmm. So she removed the lens, her and the future mayor, Paul Arnell. They removed the lens from the old lighthouse and they hid it. And they hid it in order to block Union shipping lanes during the Civil War. Wow, what an asshole. So I'm assuming that they were, you know, Confederate. Yeah, I would assume so. Uh, Or they just didn't like anybody. Oh, they might not have. Yeah. They might have been (laughs) antisocial. but it's bullshit (laughs) yeah so pretty awesome to be the first lady in the coast guard but not so awesome to try to interfere with the union uh the lens and clockworks were recovered after arnau was held captive on a ship offshore and forced to reveal their location (laughs) that's what he gets (laughs) by 1870 Beach erosion was threatening the first lighthouse. So construction on a new light tower began in 1871 during Florida's reconstruction period. So are you following that? There was a real ancient lighthouse in the 1500s. That was possibly a, wood. Yes. A second <laughs> lighthouse in the 1700s made of cocaine. and now there's a third lighthouse and or they're getting ready to build a third lighthouse sweet is the third lighthouse the oldest brick building ever or in that area oh yeah so this lighthouse that they're gonna build right now that's gonna be the final lighthouse the lighthouse that's standing today what year is it Right now, it is 1870. Okay. 1871, sorry. Okay. Proceed. According to hauntedhouses.com, <laughs> after the Civil War was over, the government bought Dr. Ballard's property. I couldn't find anything about Dr. Ballard or what his first name was or what kind of doctor he was. It just said that they bought Dr. Ballard's property and he was pissed because (laughs) they uh, were offering him money for it, but it was not how much Dr. Ballard wanted. And when he told them that, they just threatened him with eminent domain. Mm. So either way, it was either 
take the money and piss off or just piss off. So he took some money, but yeah, go that route too. Angry. And so after acquiring the land, the final version of the St. Augustine Lighthouse was built and it was finished in 1874. The old lighthouse, so they built the new lighthouse like further inland. And so the old lighthouse was washed away during a high tide in 1880. So it's a good thing they made that new one. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really cool because the remains of it are still underwater and now they're an archaeological site. Ooh, that's so cool. I know. Do they have like coral growing all over them and stuff? I don't know, but Hmm. I would imagine so. I, I bet sea life's probably taking it over. Hezekiah Pitty was the superintendent of lighthouse construction for the new tower, and he moved from Cape Cod, Maine to Anastasia Island with his family to oversee construction of the St. Augustine Lighthouse. He lived on site at the lighthouse with his wife, Mary, and their children, Mary Adelaide, who is 15, Eliza, 13, Edward, 10, and Claire, 4. Nice. Big group. Babies. In 1873, only the foundation and 42 feet of the lighthouse were completed, and the pity children and the construction worker children made the construction area their own makeshift playground. That seems like such a safe idea. Oh, yeah. Just wait. The construction workers would use a railway cart to move supplies from supply ship docks at Salt Run to the building site one of the children's favorite things to do was ride in the cart imagine like a really dangerous diy roller coaster like uh those carts and like mine shafts and stuff yep that's exactly what it looked like okay uh they would ride the cart to the water bring it back to the top and then ride it down again over and over and over Only a wooden board at the end of the rail stopped the cart from tipping over into the water. (laughs) The oh my, so safe. Yeah, this is. They had see where this is going. Oh yeah, they had parents. (laughs) They're just busy parents. Um. So now that we've laughed, let's get serious because some sad stuff's gonna go down. On July 10th, 1873, the three pity sisters, Mary, Eliza, and Carrie, along with an unknown African-American girl who was 10 years old, uh, whose father is believed to have been part of the construction crew, were riding in the cart. The wooden board that stopped the cart from going into the water was not in place. It's not clear if it had been removed or it just wasn't fastened on there anymore. And there are a couple versions of the story as well, such as the brakes failed and or there wasn't a wooden, wooden board there at all. But the cart flipped into the water, trapping the girls underneath. Mm. Dan Sessions, who was a young African-American worker, He saw what happened and he rushed to the water to try to save them. By the time he was able to remove the cart from on top of the girls, Mary, Eliza, and the unknown girl had drowned, leaving the youngest Carrie as the only survivor. Oh my gosh, that would be so terrible. Yeah. Like, be involved in something that took your siblings away too. Mm -hmm. And living through it and then to be that guy and having to see that. Mm-hmm. And those carts are freaking heavy. Like, mm-hmm. it's already in the water. It's kind of crazy that he was able to flip it. In the days after the accident, the construction site, as well as the town, shut down for the funeral of the girls. And following the funeral, the Pity family returned to Maine to lay their daughters to rest in their hometown. As of March 2nd, 2020, When the article was written, staff researchers for the lighthouse, um, they still hadn't been able to find the final resting place of the young African-American girl or her name. That's sad. It's just really sad how they were treated back then. 
Oh yeah. You know that they weren't exactly I don't know, maybe maybe the Hezekiah and his family treated them super nice. Who knows? Maybe. I doubt it, but who knows? Ex- well, no. That's not the same family I was thinking, especially if they cut off union ships. But nope, that's different people. JK. Yep. The new tower was completed in 1874, and it was put into service with the new First Order Fresnel lens. It was lit for the first time in October by keeper William Russell. Russell was the first lighthouse keeper in the new tower and the only keeper to have worked both towers. For 20 years, the site was manned by head keeper William A. Harn of Philadelphia. Major Harn was a Union war hero who had commanded his own battery at the Battle of Gettysburg. With his wife, Kate Skillenharn of Maine, he had six daughters. The family was known for serving lemonade out on the porches of the keeper's house, which was constructed as a Victorian duplex during Harn's tenure. Wow. I thought that was super cute. So Southern. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have anything to do with anything. I just thought it was super adorable. <laughs> is Florida considered the South? I think it is. I mean, technically, it is the southest. Mm-hmm. I think it Texas. is because I think South Carolina is, and I don't know if North Carolina is, but I think South Carolina is considered southern. I don't know. I just so know. if South Carolina is, it's right on the coast. Wouldn't Florida? I would think so, but lemonade serving sounds like a very southern thing. So mm-hmm. we're gonna say yes. Yeah, and <laughs> it's just cute. Um. William Harn died of tuberculosis on April 1st, 1889, while still headkeeper, but I'm not sure if he actually died at the lighthouse or not. Hmm. Kate Harn became the second assistant keeper after her husband's death. Lots of husbands dying. Mm-hmm. Well, men do die before women most of the time. Yes, yeah, I guess <clears throat> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I don't know how back then men died before women. I mean, unless they're just drunken assholes all of the time because women had to do childbirth like (laughs) unmedicated and not in a hospital and like 10 times, sometimes like 17 times. So sorry, sidetrack. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention like how many times pregnancies go wrong and stuff and Mm -hmm. like without modern medicine. Like and I'm pretty the sure there weren't DNCs back then if a fetus that had passed just stayed in there and didn't want to come out. Yeah, <laughs> so, probably not. Just kind of amazing. Um, on August 31st, 1886, the Charleston earthquake caused the tower to sway violently, according to the keeper's log, but there was no recorded damage. In 1885, after many experiments with different types of oil, the uh, lard lamp, like the lard oil lamps I was talking about, they were converted from lard oil to kerosene. Good. Save those seals. (laughs) Yeah, for real. During World War II, Coast Guard men and women trained in St. Augustine and used the lighthouse as a lookout post for enemy ships and submarines, which frequented the coastline. In 1901 is when Peter Rasmussen takes over as lighthouse keeper. He remained the lighthouse keeper at St. Augustine for 23 years, making his tenure the longest in St. Augustine history. In 1907, indoor plumbing reached the light station, followed by electricity in the keeper's quarters in 1925. The light itself was electrified in 1936 and automated in 1955 as the light was automated positions for three keepers slowly dwindled down to two and then one no longer housing lighthouse families by the 1960s the keeper's house was rented to local residents Uh, eventually it was declared surplus and st john's county bought it in 1970 in that year the house suffered a devastating fire at the hands of an unknown arsonist asshole Mm -hmm. i don't know how you could just burn down history like that 
for fun. Um, in 1980, a small group of 15 women in the Junior Service League of St. Augustine, which is shortened to just JSL, <laughs> they signed a 99-year lease with the county for the keeper's house and surrounding grounds and began a massive restoration project. Shortly after that, the JSL adopted the restoration. The League signed a 30-year lease with the Coast Guard to begin restoration on the lighthouse tower itself. The lighthouse was subsequently placed on the National Register of Historic Places. The antique lens was functional until it was damaged by rifle fire in 1986. Sounds like a Florida man thing. Yes, it does. (laughs) Uh, and 19 of the prisms were broken. Mm, sad. Lamplighter Hawk, Hawk, nope, Hank Mears. <laughs> and when I was researching this and I read Lamplighter, it reminded me of Fallout, like instantly. <laughs> um, but Lamplighter Hank Mears called the FBI to investigate this crime. And I don't think it was ever figured out. I didn't see anything on it. As the lens continued to weaken, the Coast Guard considered removing it and replacing it with a more modern airport beacon. Again, championed by the JSL, this plan was dismissed and the nine-foot-tall lens was restored. With the help of retired Coast Guardsmen Joe Cocking and Nick Johnston. Nice names. And they're on a very phallic-shaped building. I am not a child. (laughs) No, no. We're definitely in our 30s. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It made me laugh then, and I'm trying hard not to laugh now. (laughs) This was the first restoration project of its kind in the nation. Cocking and Johnston continued to work with the museum staff and care for the lens. Volunteers from... Northrop Grunman Corporation and Florida Power and Light clean and inspect the lens every week. In 1944, the Lighthouse Museum of St. Augustine opened full-time to the public, and they actually do ghost tours. So that was the very long history, although that wasn't shit compared to what I read, because <laughs> it was a lot. Mm. but um that was a very condensed i guess i should say history of the lighthouse so let's talk about the activity that goes on at the lighthouse let's do it okay first we will talk about the entity known as the man or the man in blue this is believed to be the ghost of joseph andrew the man who plummeted to his death from the scaffold so a lot of these reports are like direct quotes like I just straight up copied and pasted them because I didn't want to like change any wording that they said or it's their account okay so I found run I found one report that says when he appears he makes life a living hell for the workers One lighthouse keeper refused to go back to work because the man in blue harassed him for a whole night, chasing him up and down the 219 stairs of the lighthouse. Eventually, the lighthouse duty had to be handed over to the Coast Guard because of this wraith. Maybe he was just trying to help him get some exercise. (laughs) Get up there. Now get down here. Get up there. (laughs) one two three (laughs) you can do it (laughs) um so that was a direct quote from somebody their name wasn't mentioned they say he mostly hangs out in the basement and you'll smell cigar smoke and feel a strong sense of foreboding but also people attribute the smell of cigar smoke to peter rasmussen so it's kind of hard to know for sure which one it is in 2000, uh, in a 2006 episode of Ghost Hunters, it's a reoccurring theme here, <laughs> uh, where they investigate the St. Augustine Lighthouse, 
which I remember vividly because it is one of my favorite episodes. I remember and a smidge. Remember a smidge? That was a like smidge. one of the most compelling episodes I think they had. It was really good because I like it's in there. I just have such a hard time recalling things. But I know that I watched it in Matt and I's very first apartment upstairs in our bedroom. That's all I remember. It's a really good one. And so. (laughs) Oh, and I remember the stairs. Yep. That's where like the best activity is. But they captured. So at the staircase, they captured a misty shadow of a man about two stories above them peeking over the railing of the stairs. Do you remember that? Vaguely. <laughs> like it, it literally is like looking over the stairs and then like it goes up and like in a blink of an eye, it's like two stories higher than it was. Now that you're like saying it, I do have a picture forming in my head. But that's it. Like I'm remembering. <laughs> it's just and slow. It didn't like the most compelling thing to me is it didn't activate like the motion detector lights. So if you get close to the top, there's the motion detector lights and then super bright and nothing. And they went up there and it came on when they went up there, but nothing. And it was like clearly the shadow of a person. So my personal opinion is it could also be Dr. Ballard because, or Dr. Ballard. Ballard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I put. (laughs) He was mad. And he, I guess this is a quote from him. He said um, he vowed to never leave the property. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty probably him. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably him. That's what I was thinking. And I said, it seems to me like he'd be the more likely suspect for darker activity. Yeah. Like, if the guy wasn't being chased up and down the stairs to lose weight or get healthy, then it would be kind of a mean thing to do to someone. And I don't see a guy that just fell off of a building on accident that mad about it. No, I don't think he would be mad. You know, he might be, I don't know. He might I be sad. He would be a sad one. Yeah, I agree. He'd be all like, oh, my life ended so soon because I fell off of something. That was a bummer. But this yeah. other guy, he'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, that, I think that too. Um, so I'm quoting this from an article on ghostcitytours.com because I couldn't find any other mention of this. Uh, of a man apparently who hanged himself in the lighthouse hmm. it wasn't mentioned in the St. Augustine's official website or anything I didn't see it but um, the quote is others meanwhile maintain the poltergeist is that of another lighthouse keeper the man heartbroken by his solitude allegedly hanged himself in the tower and was only discovered the next night when the lighthouse failed to illuminate the coast Mm. i don't know if that's the only place you could find it yep i don't know i feel like that would definitely be something that the saint augustine like website would have on it I think so, Especially if they run their own ghost tours and stuff through there. Yep. They would be like, hey, suicide. That's a big attraction, which is kind of fucked up. Yes, super fucked up. Mm -hmm. It goes on to say that both visitors and staff smell cigar smoke on the landing of the tower. And at night, uh, the current keeper says he can hear boots coming up the stairs. But when he turns around, there's no one there. Next are... The Pity Sisters, who by most, if not all accounts, are not malevolent spirits in the slightest. I don't see they would be. Nope. There are quite a few reported encounters with the sisters. So these are the most encounters, and these are all directly taken from stagustinelighthouse.org. 
Haku. One story involves a lighthouse keeper living in the home in the 1950s who reported hearing footsteps upstairs. He went to investigate, but no one was up there. The head keeper at the time was named James Pippin. He served from 1953 to 1955 and was the last keeper to live at the light station. Pippin initially lived in the keeper's house, as all the previous keepers had done, but he moved to the much smaller 1941 Coastal Lookout building, swearing that, and I quote, the big house was haunted and he would not stay another night in it. Must have had some fun nights there. In 1955, the lighthouse lamp was fully automated and the United States Coast Guard replaced lighthouse keepers with a position called lamplighter. The local lamplighter had all the duties of a lightkeeper, but did not live on site. As a result, the keeper's house was rented for a time. A local man who crea- a local man who crafted leather goods rented the property during the 1960s. He tells the story of waking up one night with a small girl standing by his bed. Ooh, creepy. <laughs> Super, I would probably pass out. As he blinked his eyes to look at her, she disappeared. Mm. Other than the disappearing, though, that is something that happens to you. With Val. Oh, oh yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> I hope not. I know. Yes. My daughter is a creep. <laughs> she does tons wake up in the middle of the night. And there's been quite a few times she's been staring over me. And I'm like, where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> Um, While the children are by no means the only tragedy that occurred in the home, the girls are some of the most active spirits around. Psychics contact staffers frequently and recently told one of them that the young African-American girl's name was Ellie or Eleanor. Oh, that's cute. Staff at the lighthouse continue their archival research and hope to find historical evidence one day to confirm this information. As playful spirits, the girls enjoy playing hide-and-seek sometimes, including unsuspecting people. One night in the dark lighthouse tower, a lone staff member was closing up for the night, and he heard giggling at the top of the tower. Thinking that he had left someone on the top of the tower, he returned to the top to find it empty. As he began to head back down the tower, he heard the same giggles below him. Descending the bottom, he once again found no one there. Maybe they were also trying to get him to be in shape. Yep. They were like, do it. Come on, sprint up these stairs, Buster. (laughs) (laughs) Another evening, a female guest on a Dark of the Moon tour, which I think is what they call their ghost tours, the Dark of the Moon tour, was standing on the first step of the metal lighthouse staircase. When she took her first step to climb the tower, she found her shoelace had been tied to the staircase. <laughs> what little asshole, son. <laughs> that does sound fun, though. I know. Uh, on another tour, a guide found a group of young women in the basement of the keeper's home. One of the young women had rented an EMF meter to measure the electrical activity caused by spirits. The young woman holding the meter asked the girls if they wanted to play hide and seek. The meter spiked. The woman wandered the basement searching for the hiding girls, finally finding meter activity under the spiral staircase leading to the main floor. Excitedly, she said she found them and asked if they wanted to play again, like before the meter spiked. Once again, the young woman searched the basement for the girls and after several minutes found electrical energy near the children's play table. About that time, another set of guests came into the basement and reportedly the energy dissipated. Hmm. That's pretty fun. Yeah, they want to play hide and seek. I'm curious if she went back over to the first hiding spot, though, and like there was still no energy over there, like afterwards. That would be actually good to know, but I don't know. They are not scientific. I don't know. (laughs) Just my curiosity sparking, you know. I want to know. 
I wanna know. Can you show me? <laughs> All right, Phil Collins. <laughs> so the girls sometimes appear to people in fully formed apparitions. Several years ago during the day, a guest was exploring the maritime hammock trails and came upon a young girl in a Victorian outfit sitting on a bench reading a book. As she began to ask the girl a question, another group came up from the opposite direction. Distracted by the group, the woman looked away for only a moment and turned back to find the little girl on the bench gone. In similar instance, a woman on a ghost tour approached another woman to compliment her daughter's behavior on the tour. Confused, the woman said she didn't have a daughter. The other woman then told her that a little girl had been standing by her most of the evening. There were no children on the tour that evening. That's fun. I like that. That seems super fun. Other activities seen in the lighthouse are apparitions of a man in a uniform walking the lighthouse keeper's house next to the lighthouse. Um, Groans are also heard in the lighthouse. Music boxes wind themselves and play music. Faces of the girls are seen peeking out of windows. Items are moved around or disappear and reappear sometime later in the gift shop. (laughs) It sounds like Clue, huh? Yeah. (laughs) In the gift shop. Uh, Guests will feel cold spots. Guests will hear disembodied conversations and clothing will be tugged. I like it. Good list. Mm Mm-hmm. I let the kids' heads and the windows. That's they're just those kids. I don't know. Some I, don't know. I feel like they're cute. I want to hang out with them. Yes, I feel like if I saw them though, I'd be like, "Where the fuck are your parents?" True. <laughs> At first, but and then they'd be like, "Nowhere, bitches," and they'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> they throw up like gang sign. <laughs> <Sorry>. Peace out. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) i also found a paranormal investigator group called soul sisters paranormal nice i love their name i think it's so cute (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh while i was looking for uh documented evp clips they have a really nice and professional website and they have actually a few evp clips that they caught and i think there were four or five of them i'm not sure but there was one that stuck out to me like the most and it says i'll find you Ooh. it sounds super creepy but it could also go you know hand in hand with the claim that the pity sisters like to play hide and seek so true does it sound more mannish or feminine yeah. I mean, kind of like in between, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, An androgynous voice. Yeah. It's, I mean, if you lean one way or the other, you could put it. Would I think that it sounds like children? No. <laughs> uh, and going off of that, if it wasn't children, it could also be Dr. Ballard. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because it, <laughs> I wrote, he seems to be the one with an attitude problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to hear that EVP and the rest of their EVPs, uh, there's going to be a link in our show notes. So, I mean, that's really it. Okay. Um, I like it. It sounds good. How does it hold up compared to Pigman Road, like on the haunted scale? So hauntedplaces.org. That was the website, right? Yep. So they say that it is only 81% haunted. Pigman was 88. Hmm. Maybe they have more people that have voted and there's a lot more skeptics. Maybe because I have no, I honestly, the whole city of St. Augustine 
seems like it has a lot of paranormal activity. So I, I couldn't really see Angola being more. I mean, maybe, but it just doesn't seem like it to me. It seems definitely. Yeah. Like more maybe haunted. more people from Angola were like, oh yeah, definitely haunted. It's so haunted. Let's get people out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're That's like, why we I have s- a higher rating. We have so much pride in Angola. It has to be <laughs> the most haunted. Exactly. Ever. So maybe. That's why. And then, like, just the whole state of Florida has voted for the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And, you know, what is it? 19% of them are like, yeah, maybe. Or we'll I've see. never been there. Yeah, I've never been there, but I'm going to vote anyway. I hate that shit. <laughs> I don't want your input unless you've experienced it, dude. Yeah, don't say shit unless you know. Exactly. Okay. So, what do you think? Of the whole thing. Obviously, you haven't been there to I have not been there, say. but I'm definitely a ghost hunters expert. And <laughs> <laughs> I think that they caught like some legit evidence there. So I'm gonna go with it's definitely haunted. And I hope I can go there one time. First of all, it just looks really pretty besides all the paranormal activity it looks really pretty but i would love to do one of their ghost stores i am never going to florida again it's too hot for me i cannot handle it sorry florida sorry not doing it but i would like to say it does sound pretty fun and i would love to meet those children i know they sound awesome I mean, come on, Amy, let's go to Florida. Hell no. <laughs> Not happening. But just for the tour, we'll go there, take the tour, and then we'll leave. Hey, if going off of what we said last time, if ghosts don't have to hang out in the same spot and they can just wander <laughs> around, those kids can totally come out to Oregon and we can play hide and seek. So that's a formal invitation, Pity Sisters. Yes. Go visit Amy in Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) So that was the St. Augustine Lighthouse. What do you guys think? Do you think it's super haunted? Do you have your own experiences? Please hit us up and let us know. You can hit us up at This Is Legend Pod on Facebook and Instagram. Also visit our website at thisislegendpod.com and of course send us an email at thisislegendpod at gmail.com. All right, keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. See ya! Bye!